Good afternoon, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam. I trust you're having a good day. And once again, I want to share with you uh, from the Word of God. Uh, we, are, we are talking about the healing ministry of Jesus. And um, yesterday, I, you know, we shared, uh, and we will kind of continue with that. But before I do that, let me share a testimony with you as I've been sharing every, every day. And this is from many years ago in Poland. Uh, I was uh, fresh out of Rema and had been, uh, you know, I'd been uh, at home back home in Sweden for about a year, uh, traveling, itinerating, just starting off. And uh, I, got the, I got an open door to go to uh, Poland to a Roman Catholic uh, camp for university students. I went there with a few friends of mine. And I want to share with you something wonderful that happened when we were there. The camp was being held in a, in a actually it was in a pig farm in the middle of nowhere uh, by the mountains in the south of Poland. And there was no electricity, if I remember correctly, there was no electricity. Uh, one or two people spoke English and uh, there was nothing, I mean, there was no television, there was, uh, there, there, was, there was no fast food, there was absolutely nothing there to do and no and nobody to talk to so uh, of course i had my friends with me two couples from sweden but among the local people there was no one there to talk to but anyway so uh, how i used to spend my days there was i just used to go out into uh, into the fields and just pray and seek the lord i used to spend hours every day just uh, meditating on the word and praying in tongues and and worshiping Jesus. And I remember as I did this, after a few days, I began to feel myself more and more, uh, how do you say, detached from uh, the things of this world and uh, closer to the Lord. My mind kind of got uncluttered and uh, I just felt the presence of the Lord in, in an amazing way. And uh, anyway, so uh, I learned one thing that when you get in the presence of God, and you get detached from the things of the world. That's a, that's a wonderful place to be in. And, and this is what was happening to me. And so anyway, on my, I think it was the second last day there, I was asked to come and pray for a man who had been in a traffic accident. And uh, so I went there and uh, he was actually paralyzed from his chest down. He couldn't walk, couldn't stand. There was, he was totally gone. And so what happened was, uh, I remember they took me to the house where he was and they took me um, into the room. And, uh, but, but here's the amazing thing. Um, I, I was walking in such a wonderful presence of God uh, for the past few days. And so when I walked into, into this room, um, I felt Jesus was with me. So there were two things. Firstly, I looked at this man He's totally paralyzed from his chest down. He looked like a picture of hopelessness and helplessness. And here I was, uh, I felt those emotions of helplessness. And I thought, uh, how much can a man do? What can a man do in a situation like this? Yet at the same time, I knew there was somebody else who was with me and who, he could do everything. And that was Jesus of Nazareth. So, uh, so in myself, I felt so weak and powerless, but at the same time, I felt like Jesus was in the room and he was with me. And so I remember looking at the man in the bed and 
and suddenly I opened my mouth and I heard myself saying these words. It was like somebody else was speaking through me. And I looked at him and I said, brother, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and God is going to raise you up today. And then I took out my oil bottle, I anointed him with oil, I anointed his head with oil, then I went and anointed his feet with oil and I prayed for him and I spoke to those feet and I command them to come to life in the name of Jesus. And then I stepped back. As I stepped back, suddenly the man just threw off his covers and he stood up and he began to walk. And all of us who were in that room, we were in awe of the presence of God. We all fell down on our knees and lay flat on our faces and we just wept. And after some time I looked up and the man was walking around with his hands in the air praising God. And then I remember as he stood there, I looked at him and his the one side of his chest was swollen. What I didn't know, he had four broken ribs and his chest was swollen. I just put my hand on his chest and it went down like you were deflating a balloon and he was perfectly okay. This was the miracle that God used to open the doors for me to go to Poland. People heard about it. Uh, people all over the country heard about it. And suddenly doors were opened for me in the Roman Catholic churches all over the nation. And even the Bishop of Warsaw wanted to see me. And he said to me, brother, you're a man of God. You can preach anywhere in any of our churches. And if you ever need any of my help, asking, ask me. So this was a wonderful, wonderful miracle. And, and the reason it happened was because of the wonderful presence of God that I sensed in those days. So as we distance ourselves from the things of this world, things that are really trivial, but have, uh, don't carry anything of eternal value. As we distance ourselves from those things and draw close to the presence of God, that is when we, we know his presence and we know his power in a way we have never seen before. Anyway, I wanted to share this with you before I go into the word. And uh, let's go to Mark chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 1. And it says, And they came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by, Lord, uh, by God that thou torment me not. For Jesus said unto him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send him out of the country. Now there was nigh unto uh, the mountains a great herd of swine feeding and all the devils besought him saying send us into the swine that we may enter into them and forthwith jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently in down a steep place into the sea there were about two thousand and were choked in the sea and they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country and they went out to see that 
the, what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see him that was uh, possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid. And they saw, and they that saw it told them how it befell to them that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but say unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee, and has had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Amen. Now, this is, um, this is a very interesting account. In fact, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go through all these stories in Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter uh, today and tomorrow. Mark chapter 5 is an exciting chapter when, where you see the healing miracle of Jesus. So what had happened, if we go to the end of Mark chapter 4, I'm going to give you a little bit of a paraphrase and tell you what happened was Jesus was on the, on, on the western side of the Sea of Galilee and he, was, he had a huge crowd of thousands of people who had come to him to hear the word and he was preaching to them and then, uh, then suddenly uh, he received divine instructions and God told him to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus suddenly, all of a sudden, he just closed the meeting. He told everyone to go home and he took his disciples with him and they got on a boat and set sail across the Sea of Galilee. Now, this is interesting because you think what could be more important than teaching a big meeting with thousands of hungry people? Uh, what could be more important? And this is interesting because where God was sending Jesus to was a single, a solitary man who was on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And there was something about this man. And uh, this man was actually a demon-possessed man. And uh, he was so possessed by devils that, uh, you know, the devil had you know, the Bible says that how God created man in the image of God. And so, uh, you know, sometimes the devil gets hold of people and he hammers them, hammers them, hammers them. And his goal is to wipe out any evidence of the image of God in a man's life. And this is what the devil had done to this man. The, uh, the devil had taken his taken a hold of him, spirit, soul, and body, and his mind. He was totally, totally possessed. He was like an animal. He was so wild and out of control that his family and his neighbor, the people who loved him, who had done everything to, for, to help him, had finally just given up on him and taken him to an abandoned cemetery and left him there and chained him. They chained him and left him there. And there he was. He was the devils were so strong, they broke the chain. So here he was with the remnants of chains from his uh, uh, arms and his legs. His, he had long fingernails and his hair growing out. He was like a wild animal and he used to cry and cut himself, cutting himself, trying to kill himself. The suicidal spirit, trying to kill himself with and cut himself with stones. And how could this man be more important than teaching thousands of people who had gathered to hear Jesus. But anyway, this is the story I'm about to tell you that the father told Jesus to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus leaves this huge crowd behind. And that reminds me, you know, how the Bible says that uh, 
uh, about the man who, who will leave his 99 sheep in the sheepfold and go after the one that is lost. And that is exactly what Jesus was doing. He, he left the crowd behind, he closed the meeting and he got on a boat and was headed towards the, uh, towards, towards the Gadarenes, towards the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And as he was going, the devil kicked up the biggest storm he could and he wanted to kill Jesus and it was so bad and Jesus got up and stilled the storm. So this man on the other side, he see a Galilee, he must be, he must have been important, important in God's eyes because when the devil saw where Jesus was going, he attempted to drown him, kill him and his entire team. Anyway, so here comes Jesus across the Sea of Galilee and uh, he gets out of the boat and here, the first thing he sees this man stark naked covered with dirt, you know, long fingernails, wild eyes, long hair, like an animal coming screaming towards him. And Jesus points his finger to him and says, come out of this man, you unclean spirit. And the devils recognized Jesus. As I said to you, I think it was day for yesterday, the devils know who Jesus is. They worshiped him at the throne of God from before the beginning of time. So they know who he is. And so, uh, the devil said, Jesus, why have you come to destroy us before the time, before our time? Because the devil knows he's, he has an appointed time. And although Jesus upon the cross destroyed the works of the devil, the devil's time isn't as yet. His time will come. And right now we have power and authority over devils through the name of Jesus. But the devil is still around. He, he, he operates under under the, the, you know, the, the, that the fact that God has allowed him to be on this earth. He has an appointed time and that they will come. But anyway, so, uh, so then, then, then something astounding happened. Uh, there, there was a, there was a, there were, a, there was a herd of swine close by. Anyway, so Jesus said, you know, ask the devils, what is your name? And the devil didn't tell him his name. He, he just told them how many there, there were of them. He said, "We are. I'm legion because we are many." So uh, that proves us to us. It's totally useless to hold a conversation with the devil because he's the father of lies and he cannot speak the truth. So he didn't tell Jesus his name, but he said how many there were. He said legion. Now a legion is a Roman infantry unit from anywhere between a thousand to 6,000 soldiers. That's a legion. A legion can have a thousand soldiers. It can have up to 6,000 soldiers. So he said, we are many. That means this man was possessed by at least a thousand devils. At least, I think there were 2,000 because there were 2,000 pigs and they all were, all the, all the devils that were in the man left him and entered into the pig. So there must have been roughly, that's my maths, must have been 2,000 pigs, and the, which makes me think, if one man can be filled with a thousand plus or 2,000 demons, how much of the Holy Ghost can dwell in a man? Just think of it. How much can a person be filled with the Holy Ghost if he has the capacity to be filled by so many demons? So anyway, but then the astounding thing that happened was that that the devil, he asked Jesus, the demons asked Jesus, they said, we will leave the man, but if you let us go into the pigs. Uh, it's interesting because I've never seen anything like that in the scripture and Jesus let them go. 
This is the thing that amazes me, and I, I, have, I don't have the answer why. But Jesus answered the request of a bunch of demons. And what I take out of this is Jesus can hear the prayer, the request of a bunch of demons. How much more won't he answer the prayers of his children who he loves and uh, who he died for? If Every time I think of this story, I say, Jesus... Uh, he, he listened to the request of a bunch of demons. Surely he listens to my prayers and to your prayers. Praise the Lord. So anyway, uh, and so Jesus ordered the, commanded the demons to leave the man and the demons left the man and entered into the pigs. And the suicidal spirits that were in those pigs uh, left, uh, 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 I mean, that, that were in the demon-possessed man left the man, entered into the pigs, and the pigs ran straight down into the sea where they were drowned and they were all killed. And then the story goes that uh, those who, you know, like the herders of the pigs, they saw what happened. They went straight to town and they began to shout, oh, this man, Jesus of Nazareth, he has come. We have have, 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 have messed up our pigs and he has killed our pigs. And so the people came out to see. And this is what they saw. They saw the carcasses of those pigs, 2,000 pigs floating in the lake. And they saw Jesus and they saw this man who was naked, who was demon-possessed. He was in his right mind and he was clothed and he was normal. He sat there and, you know, they knew this guy. He was their brother or friend or neighbor. But, you know, the amazing thing was that not one of them rejoiced that the man had been set free. They were more uh, upset about their loss, loss of their pigs, the loss of their income. And uh, so they... They actually uh, said, Jesus, just you've caused enough damage. Just leave us. Just leave us. So Jesus went back to the boat along with his disciples. Now, this is interesting. This proves to me that the reason Jesus left that big conference he was holding with thousands of people he was teaching, the reason he left them and he risked his life and the lives of his team and crossed the Sea of Galilee was just for this one person, this one man who was demon-possessed, who was so demon-possessed that he was totally out of his mind. He was like an animal. But Jesus came all the way just for him because he was important. Beloved, people are important to God. Even the worst of all human beings are important to God because Jesus died for them. So anyway, so uh, Jesus... um, you know, so this Jesus goes into the boat and this man goes to, up with Jesus and he wants to go with Jesus. And he said, he must have said something like, Jesus, you see, you set me free. After all these years, you know, when nobody cared for me, they had given up on me and they had thrown me in the cemetery and left me. Uh, you are the only one who who cared for me and to enough cared for me enough to come so far for my sake please let me come with you because you saw that not one person rejoiced that i was set free but they were all bemoaning the loss of their pigs let me come with you but jesus said no jesus wouldn't let him and he said and so what happened he said you go and tell everybody what i have done and this man he went and testified in Decapolis. Now, Decapolis means 10 cities. That region had 10 cities. 
and God used this man who was demon possessed, who was now set free to preach Jesus Christ and tell about Jesus intensities. And when I read this story, I suddenly realized what was happening. What had happened was when this man was still in his mother's womb, God had pointed his finger at him and said that this man is going to shake 10 cities with the preaching of the gospel and he's going to preach Christ. And from that moment, the devil set about trying to destroy his life bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit. I don't know what he went to, he went through in life because people just don't get demon possessed all of a sudden. There have to be doors which are left open for the devil to come in. But there were doors in his life that through which the devil came in and bit by bit the devil took possession of his spirit, soul and body. The devil took possession of his spirit, soul and body and possessed him completely to the point that there was no, not even the slightest trace of, of, uh, of, uh, of him being created in the image of God left in him. But at that moment when he was in his worst, worst place in life, there came Jesus. And which reminds me of his scripture in Amos, which says that if a lion swallows a lamb and even if one foot and one ear of the lamb are sticking out of the lion's mouth the Lord is still able to deliver and that was happening that's what was happened his you know he was in that situation and Jesus came and restored him and in five seconds Jesus destroyed what it took the devil a lifetime to build up and this man finally ended up fulfilling his destiny um, which which reminds me of a story I just while I'm telling this I, I'm thinking of a story I was preaching in India years ago and uh, I preached I believe I'm not sure but I think I preached on this story on this scripture and uh, the lady a lady I think it was the pastor's wife she came to me she says we have a young man we know he's demon possessed and he's exactly like this man you're describing he's in a cemetery he's cutting himself he's demon possessed nobody dares come close to him he's very violent can you pray for him I said sure so I took my handkerchief I prayed for him in the name of Jesus and I said lady send some people to the cemetery and put this on his head. Well, anyway, I gave the handkerchief. A couple of days later, I heard this is what happened. They said that there were a couple of young men from the church. They, they, they took the handkerchief that I had prayed for. They went to the cemetery and when it was kind of getting dark, they began to, they began to sneak between the, the tombstones and they sneaked up behind the man. He was so violent. They were scared that he would jump on them, but they, you know, they kind of crawled and they sneaked through you know, between the graves until they came to him, they crawled up behind him. Then they quickly put the handkerchief on his head from behind so he couldn't see it. And as soon as the handkerchief landed on his head, the demons began to come out of him. And a few, if in a few seconds, he was completely normal and set free. That is the power of the gospel of Jesus. That is the power of the Holy Spirit, the power in the name of Jesus. And if you are tormented, my friend, 
I just want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And that is what the devil is after. He's after you, but he's after the gift. He's after the anointing. He's after the purpose. But you can stand up in the name of Jesus and take authority over the devil and tell him to leave you in Jesus' name because Jesus Christ has destroyed the devil's works. And you can do that if you have anyone in your family or among your friends who is tormented by the devil. I would encourage you to lay your hands on them and command those devils to leave them in the name of Jesus because Jesus Christ upon the cross, he bore our sins, he carried our diseases, but he also destroyed the works of the devil. Praise God. Let us walk in victory over all the powers of the evil one. Amen. And uh, well, uh, tomorrow is Sunday and uh, go to church, your uh, online church and uh, listen to your pastor preach the word and be blessed in all things. Hallelujah. And let's have a word of prayer. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for your holy word. Let it find a dwelling place in every heart. Let their faith increase and let them walk in victory in all things in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you bore all our sins, carried all our diseases and infirmities. And through you, we are healed. We are blessed. We are forgiven and the devil has been placed under our feet. I pray that all my brothers and sisters would walk in that victory that you have purchased for us through your blood in Jesus name. Amen. Well, that's it. Walk with God and walk strong and be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And I'll see you tomorrow. I'll post another video tomorrow. I'm doing this seven days a week. And, and uh, I will, you know, first I thought that maybe I should do it six days a week, give you free on Sunday so you can listen to your pastors. But then thought we are all home anyway. So why not? It's always good to hear the word of God and uh, pray for your friends who are not well and pray for your neighbors and pray for us also. And we'll be praying for you. God bless you in the name of Jesus.